Joe Biden wants you taxed to the brink, under the thumb of the IRS, and controlled with a digital dollar. That's why thousands of hardworking patriotic Americans are opting out by diversifying their savings with the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver, but only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how to get started today. That's HannityGold.com. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, are now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, glad you're with us this election day. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. What's great about our coverage today, and uh, we'll we'll take this straight till 6 o'clock Eastern, is that we have all of our friends, all of our pollsters, all of the people on the campaigns that, that are deep in the weeds in every state that matters that are doing all the digging for us, and they're going to be sharing all that information all throughout uh, the day, including our pollsters, uh, Matt Towery, John McLaughlin, uh, Robert Cahaley is going to be with us. Uh, the vice president will check in today. Mike Pence uh, will talk to uh, Martha McSally out in Arizona. By the way, I, let me let me start with some good news. For some reason, people, I, when I explain and analyze what the president's path to 270 electoral votes, you know, I, I maybe there are people that want me to be so overly optimistic and Pollyanna. I'm not. I'm a realist. Get me to 270. Get me that number. And when I hear the words, we can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected. I'm I am acting as though and knowing that every single solitary vote matters. What I can report to you and and this is information. I've been on the phone all day with people all over the country is every state that matters, and we've gone over them probably ad nauseum, is showing incredible heavy turnout in Republican areas. Uh, as a matter of fact, this just broke on the Washington Examiner's website uh, about our, uh, the Trump team is saying, wow, of the 12 battleground states, our people are showing up. In other words, look, you, you break it into counties, you break it into towns, you break it into cities, you break it into districts. And we we're doing better with the get out the vote effort, um, while at the same time, which is pretty fascinating, is that you've got the, the Biden camp saying, oh, well, we can win even if we don't win Florida and Pennsylvania. Oh, is that, is that the message that you want to send on Election Day? Um, but that is exactly what they said. Uh, who was it? I guess it was the campaign manager for Joe Biden. 
And it literally, what was the tweet that went out? It said, uh, oh, Biden camp manager Jen O'Malley Dillon. We continue to have multiple pathways to 270 electoral votes and says that they can win 270 electoral votes even without Pennsylvania and Florida. Uh, not exactly the most uh, optimistic measure, but so uh, as I've anecdotally and you'll hear from people uh, on the ground that know Florida on the ground that know Georgia on the ground that know Ohio on the ground that know North Carolina on the ground that know Iowa. Uh, Arizona is a becoming a very critical state here, as is Nevada. As we now have a poll out today that actually shows Donald Trump, and this could be very crucial, very key, um, as it relates to uh, Nevada as as sort of like the Plan B if if Plan A didn't work out the way that that you would want it to work out for the Trump campaign. So, I'm my my mind is focused on the actual wins, electoral votes, the voting turnout, and the one thing I can absolutely tell you is that all of the states that I have been mentioning and keep mentioning are absolutely, as of 3.11, 3.12 Eastern time, and that would be 12, well, 13 minutes after 12 noon on the West Coast, this is a absolutely winnable race for Donald J. Trump. And more importantly, I'd even say that he's the favorite based on what I'm hearing and seeing as of now. It means nothing if you take it for granted and you don't do your part. If you don't want what Joe and Kamala Harris are offering and you don't want socialism in America and you don't want amnesty, open borders, higher taxes, the end of fossil fuels and and fracking and coal and oil exploration and the destruction of the energy sector, uh, then you know what you got to do. You got to do your part. You know, Russia's one vote. I'm one vote. Mark Levin's one vote. You know, those of us that are, that have an opinion that's conservative on Fox, uh, we're only one vote. And it really, as I've been saying, is is you are the ultimate jury and this is the ultimate day. Now, one other thing that I've got to point out about Election Day is that it is critical day of voting for Republicans even with, you know, the banking of nearly 100 million ballots before today, it is critical day of voting for Republicans in every one of the states that matter. Now, the states we'll be paying the most attention to is, well, the state of Florida. Obviously, Donald Trump needs to win now his new home state of Florida. The state of Georgia is critical. Uh, it was a lot closer in the governor's race. That's why a lot of people have paid attention to it. Uh, what I'm hearing in out of in terms anecdotally out of Georgia today is nothing but good news. Matt Towery knows Georgia better than anybody else. He'll give us uh, a report what he's hearing on the ground in real time throughout the program today. Uh, our good friend Billy Cunningham uh, giving me good reports out in the great state of Ohio in the Buckeye State. No Republicans made it to the White House without winning Ohio. Uh, North Carolina was a little closer, a little worrisome with early voting. Uh, that seems to that trend is now reversed. But very important that the people of North Carolina that you get out, get in line, wait, vote and do your part. Uh, and the same, therefore, goes for Iowa. The same goes for Arizona. The same goes for Nevada. 
Now, then you, then we get to the states that, okay, become more difficult, but this is what made the difference. Now, you got to remember something else, and people seem to forget. In 2016, Donald Trump won the state of Michigan. He didn't win it, but, you know, he won it, but by 10,700 votes. That's why I am talking about this in terms of just how critical and how important this this every single vote is and that you do your part we got close in minnesota last time uh it seems that kanye west is according to um our friend at uh uh robert kahaley he's saying you know if kanye west wasn't on the on the ballot in minnesota donald trump would have a a better than you know 50 50 shot of winning minnesota this time uh, getting good reports out of Wisconsin. I just got off the phone with Reince Priebus. He'll be sending me information throughout the program as well. Uh, but we only won uh, Michigan by 10,700 votes, about 22, 3,000 in the state of Wisconsin. That's how close it was there. And 44,000 votes in the state of Pennsylvania. Worried about the court ruling, obviously, in Pennsylvania. I would expect at some point in the next 24 hours, there's going to be some legal challenge with something to do with, with Pennsylvania in some way, shape, matter, or form, uh, which is why every single vote in every one of these states that I have just mentioned absolutely positively matters. You know, Democrats start, they, they've got all the 50, what, five electoral votes out of California. They got New York. They got New Jersey. They've got Illinois, they got Oregon, they got the state of Washington. That's a that's a pretty big advantage going into election day. Uh, I'm told Texas turnout, Republican counties is massive. Not that worried as, about Texas as other people have been. But but these are the states that matter. And the magic number is 270. You know, there are scenarios, for example, if the president were to win Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio. And Pennsylvania, okay, but lose Arizona, we're only at 268 votes. How many times have you heard me mention Maine 2nd Congressional District? That is a separate, that is one electoral vote. That gets you to 269-269. At that point, it goes to Congress, and then the states all get a vote, which means that the Republicans would win. Believe it or not, we'd lose, I think, Montana's a state. Uh, That's why, you know, Nebraska... The the second congressional district there also is one electoral vote. You know, you could literally have a scenario and that that scenario would be the president wins all the states. I've been telling you he needs to win, wins Pennsylvania, but loses, say, God forbid, Arizona. At that point, if he got the two electoral votes, one from Nebraska two, one from Maine two, then he would he would be at the magic number 270 votes. So, you know, I'm looking at this really. This is mathematical. But more importantly, this is about you. This is your day. You have the power. It's not all these forces that have so aligned against this president for the last four years desperately want to defeat him. These are powerful institutional forces. You know, there's Jim Comey, Mr. Higher Honor himself, that signed the phony FISA warrants. Uh, that had Russian misinformation and disinformation in it, and he signed three of them. Uh, Mr. Higher Honor, you know, is out there tweeting with his Biden-Harris shirt on. Really? You're that arrogant, Jim? Unbelievable. When you should be going back to the FISA court, correcting the lies that you told the court.
which is part of the law, and that's what the law calls for. By the way, all the deep state investigations will die if Donald Trump, God forbid, ever lost this election. Um, but there's so much at stake, and and there's so much on the line. It is the the I, 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 what what's so different about this election is beyond the fact that they're running somebody that everybody is covering for that we all know is is just cognitively out of it. Joe Biden. Uh, it is it, it and they're just that it, it's the great it, that in and of itself is a are you kidding me? But you got big tech, the 99 percent of the media, all these social media companies on top of it, the Democratic Party establishment, weak rhino Republicans. You know, Rush was asked about this on Fox and Friends today, and I was watching this morning. He had the best answer. He goes, you know, all these all these people that, that claim to be the intellectual powerhouses of, of conservative thought and conservative leadership and they take people on these expensive cruises every year because they were all making a fortune on it. How many times I've been offered a Hannity, do a Hannity cruise shit, which I don't like cruising. But no, 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 you can get a free trip out of it and everything. I'm like, I, I don't want a free trip on a cruise. I don't want to be on a boat stuck unless I'm out in the uh, Bering Sea and deadliest uh, catch. I want to go out with those guys or the wicked tuna guys. Um, but, but in all seriousness, and now they'll support Biden. They were never conservatives. And you know what it is? He said it. They're jealous because they've got everything they'd ever want as conservatives with Donald Trump. And yet they don't support him and they work actively against him. It's unbelievable. All right. A lot of ground to cover. We're covering the entire country. Here's my main message to all of you. Get out and vote and do your part. And if you have to wait, wait. Dress warmly if it's cold where you are. And and put in the time if you want to stop the most radical agenda and defeat these powerful institutional forces that don't really think too much of us. We're chumps, irredeemable, deplorables, smelly Walmart, Trump supporting shoppers and, of course, bitter Americans clinging to God, our Second Amendment rights, our Bibles and religion, which is what they really also hate us. Uh, putting that aside. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Let me give you some information that we are getting in uh, as of an hour ago in Florida. Now, this was very, very interesting because Election Day votes in Florida immediately, within like minutes, had canceled out uh, the Democratic lead. Republicans in Florida outvoted Democrats by 20,000 votes as of 7.20 a.m. before the panhandle. Remember, they get an extra hour to vote. Those of you in the panhandle, Destin, Fort Walton Beach, et cetera, are very, very important that you get online in time that they, they keep the polls open. Uh, outvoting, remember, in Pinellas County, which is crucial in the I-4 corridor, uh, Republicans uh, have been showing up in massive numbers out outvoting Democrats there. And again, anecdotally, but... Uh, as of about an hour ago, 157,000 plus Republicans. Now, what that means is if you, you know, go back just, uh, you know, four years ago, uh, the Republicans won uh, by by far less margin by about, I think it was 107,000, 113,000 votes is the number. Uh, for the Biden campaign manager to say we continue to have multiple pathways to 270 electoral votes and then say, well, we can get to 270 even without Pennsylvania and Florida. Who would say that the day of if you're with a campaign? But we're getting updates, uh, especially in, in very key states. I got a very good report. We'll get a more detailed report, though. I want to give you up to up to date numbers from uh, Reince Priebus in Wisconsin. Uh, where in Republican counties, he said the turnout is remarkable. The Philly GOP uh, said people are showing up for Donald Trump in, in this four-hour wait in these heavily Republican er- areas and turnout in Montgomery County, for example. Uh, and, you know, turnout is way more than anticipated. At this rate, you know, Donald Trump will be announced the winner in, 
it tonight in Philadelphia, which I don't think is going to happen based on the words of the attorney general in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, we'll be counting votes till Friday, although it was the lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania saying, excuse me, are you looking at these crowds? These are not photoshopped. These are real crowds all over Pennsylvania. So we're watching that very closely today as as well. But it, it, look, these every one of these individual states that we mention as we get to a pathway to 270 electoral votes matter. Every single one of them. Um, you know, of course, you know, we we know the Biden strategy with his 600 attorneys and the advice from Hillary Clinton under no circumstances do you concede. Uh, we know the mob and the media uh you're going to see something tonight that you've never seen on election night, and that is a media that is suppressed and won't want to declare clear victories in individual states. Unless, of course, it benefited Joe Biden, and I'm sure they'd be glad to. Axios has a report that Joe Biden is counting on the mob uh, not to pronounce Trump the winner tonight under any circumstances. This is scary stuff. Uh, but anyway, the Biden campaign is preparing for a long election night, warning the country, the media to ignore any victory declaration from President Trump before all the ballots are counted. I guess we have to figure out how many we need to manufacture. Um, a lot of poll watchers, a lot of reports. There's one on saying that there's been uh, some campaigning at different poll areas in Pennsylvania Poll watchers have been denied access. We're hearing reports of that happening. We're watching that very closely. Uh, Biden now putting out, will assert control and to begin to form a government if the media declare him the winner. Wow, that's pretty arrogant on his part. Um, so th this is probably going to be, this is, we're entering uncharted waters here. Um, fascinating to watch the pollsters from Investors Business Daily and the tip poll to Marist and, and the NBC poll, you know, all of a sudden in the last 48 hours, boy, this got awfully close. You know, Nate Silver, who's been out there, the founder of 538, you know, saying that uh, just because we're giving Biden a 90 percent likelihood of winning doesn't mean that Trump can't win. Well, in their final polling analysis, uh, and their national forecast, they made a last-minute adjustment to their prediction of a Biden victory. They dropped from 90 to 89.2%, so he's favored rather than clearly favored. <laughs> uh, I guess that means, uh-oh, if we get it wrong again like we did in 2016, I guess that means our business is probably going to collapse the Marist NBC polls showed literally their words, the collapsing of Biden's lead in states like Pennsylvania and Arizona. Again, anecdotally, we're hearing from all these states that I keep mentioning, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, that there are in Republican areas heavy turnout. So if you're going to be voting, you know, please, if you're online, please don't say uh, this is going to take too long. Your vote is necessary. Every vote matters. Remember, only 78,000 votes led Donald Trump to victory in the state of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan combined. Anyway, our pollsters are with us. Matt Towery, Insider Advantage. John McLaughlin is with us. Uh, 
uh, Ken uh, Kashish. I'm sorry, Kish, Craig Kashishian. I said Kashishian. There you go. Sorry, Craig um, uh, is with us. Matt, let's start with you. Uh, you know Florida. You know Georgia. You know North Carolina as well as anybody. Those are three states that you're really the expert at. Let's start with you. Well, I can update those numbers in Florida a little bit. The Republicans are now up to 162,000 uh, ballot advantage. The, in, in, from what I'm hearing, if they can get to above 200,000 to 250, then, then Florida is not obtainable by the Democrats regardless, which means this Republican turnout, which, which Marco Rubio just tweeted out, is, is, is going to be historic, apparently, has to continue throughout the day. But based on the trends we see, if that continues, Florida's going to go for Donald Trump. In Georgia, again, the turnout model right now is not working out for the Democrats. They needed an African-American turnout of somewhere around 31 to 32 percent. Even today, with same-day voting, it's sitting at where it was uh, last night, which is 27.7 of overall vote. You know, that is if Georgia continues to vote in the pattern it is, so Republicans will have to continue to turn out at the levels they are. But from the reports I'm seeing in both of those states, um, those are two, by the way, in Nate Silver's model that you just mentioned, that he shades as blue on a pathway to 270 for Donald Trump. You take those two states out of the equation and put them in the red, and his 89% starts to collapse. It begins to melt. And there just aren't that many other states that Trump has to take, but they're, they're critical ones. North Carolina, we think that's going to be close. Although uh, the insiders there say they think it's it's going to go Trump, and our poll had it going Trump. So all three of those states right now are looking good at the moment. If the Republican trend lines continue in terms of their voting, which seems to be much stronger today uh, than the Democrats. They're saying from the Trump campaign that their turnout is exceeding 2016 levels in Florida, Texas, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Georgia, which are the ones, and, and we're looking at those early, uh, John McLaughlin, you've been doing a lot of polling for the campaign. Where do you see it as of now, uh, 3.44 Eastern time? You know, this is like deja vu all over again. Four years ago, we said we had to drive the vote on Election Day on your program, on your program, and we, and we did because we couldn't take any vote for granted. Um, and the president won, thank God, by 78,000 votes out of 139 million cash. Now it's going to break that record. And when you think it's 7 o'clock, most of Florida is closing. So we're, we're running by them right now in the number of vote totals, but we still need more. Georgia, the same thing. They close at 7 o'clock. Our voters are getting out there. We're doing very well in the rural areas, a whole county that they're coming out. But we have to drive out some more. And uh, 8 o'clock, the panhandle in Florida closes. And that's where Republicans as, and President Trump won 2-1 to one last time. And that's what's making the uh, Democrats very nervous. But you also get at 8 o'clock, you get Michigan closing the east, eastern part of that state. The 8 o'clock uh, polls close. And Pennsylvania, where they had a silver alert today, you know, in Delaware on I-95. Joe Biden got out of the basement. He drove up I-95. Uh, to look at the empty polling places in uh, their, the Democrat areas in, in Pennsylvania. But in Pennsylvania, uh, the Republicans are coming out in the small towns and the rural areas. And we've got to get enough in there because they've got a lot of uh, mail-in ballots that they're, they're closing. So our troops still have to come out and vote. They still have to get out and vote for President Trump today. And if they do, we will win. But we still have time where they've got to go out and vote. This is where I am the realist. This is where I like to you know, create the, the reality. This is where I refuse to be poly, uh, Pollyannish. This is where I refuse to get into the prediction model business. 
because the reality is is that everybody if everybody does their part if 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 then absolutely donald trump will get reelected and it's got to happen in these very specific states which is why i keep mentioning them craig well sean you're absolutely right my old uh, boss in the white house uh, uh the president's poster dr dick worthland always told me craig he always said uh, we have to run a race like we're five points down, and that needs to be reiterated time and time again. With all that said, I have to also you know, I have to mention with clarity that the Trump rally numbers are astounding. And since I worked in the Reagan White House along with a few other folks you you know well, we never saw crowds like this spontaneously raised within 24 hours. So my theory, and when I'm calling this is the iceberg election. What you see above the waves are people who are crying out and showing, expressing their, their, their distaste for lockdowns and economic stagnation under, under the COVID uh, harsh rules that these governors impose. But what's happening underneath the waves, the fact that there are silent Americans who really want to express their frustration at the ballot box, that is what I expect to come out today. And they need to come out today. And they need to come out strongly in the Midwest, because I think that's where the, the nitty-gritty of this race truly lies. I think the South, I am confident that we'll pick up. The whole Texas issue of that being a battleground is absolutely nonsense. But, uh, you know, Michigan, Ohio, especially Pennsylvania, especially Wisconsin, uh, are, are still very, I think, uh, uh, are very much at, uh, uh, at risk on the bubble. But we can get over that hump with ease if we show up at the polls. So that's my that's my take on where we are. And I also think if this sort of multiplier effect takes place underneath the waves, where you see 25,000 people showing up at command or at request, it's transitive across the country. I would imagine that there are people who are going to be coming out throughout the United States, throughout the small townships and and, and cities to express their, uh, their their wish to see Trump. No one wants to live in bubble wrap, and that's what uh, uh, the Biden-Fauci team wants. They want us to see us locked down. That will lead to further stagnation economically and socially. Our lifestyles are compromised, and Americans are frustrated with that. So well, I I'm think, hoping I think that's all true, which is— yeah, and this became interesting in terms of looking at the demographics in the polls leading into today, which is younger people seem to be moving for, towards the president, maybe losing some of the seniors over the COVID issue or a fear of COVID. Uh, but then, of course, every poll showing a, a much higher turnout of African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans for the president, um, especially as people became more aware of who Joe Biden really is and the things that he's really done and the things that he's really said. And probably the person that was able to shine a light on all of this more than anybody, though the media, again, protecting the ever weak, frail, forgetful and confused and confounded and cognitively challenged Joe Biden. God help us as him as president scares the hell out of me. Uh, He doesn't know what day of the week it is, what office he's running for. Uh, half the time, what state he's in, it's like, good grief. He had bad moments again yesterday. Uh, we'll continue with our pollsters and uh, more coming up. Martha McSally, we're going to look at Arizona. Arizona is critical if you haven't voted yet in Arizona because so much of the, the vote has already been banked in that state. Day of voting is critical. Uh, Eric Trump will also check in. Our pollsters will be with us. The vice president checks in today. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's Election Day in America. The day is here. The tipping point of all tipping point elections, 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program, the vice president, one hour from now. Uh, we get back to our pollsters. We'll be checking in with uh, in Arizona with Martha McSally, Eric Trump. And uh, we have people on the ground in all the swing states. I want to be very clear about something. And, you know, I look at this as uh, maybe maybe I'm sort of like after 33 years in radio, 25 years, I feel like I've seen it all. I lived through great election victories like 2016 and the world was shocked. And I and I look at numbers and I've been looking at numbers all day, all night, frankly, for now months. And numbers on a page are just numbers. And you can have all the people in that that examine data, information, numbers, 
how do you quantify how do you how do we how do we put a number on on people that are showing the, the most amazing enthusiasm I've ever seen in any presidential election? You know, look at the last 14 rallies in three days that the president did. Or, you know, look at the 12 people that showed up in, in Philly this morning for Joe Biden with his bullhorn. I mean, it just looked ridiculous. Um, but at the end of the day, it 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 takes real voters. The reason I put all the emphasis on the states that I've been putting the emphasis on is because it takes the American people deciding I've been, I've, I have been making a point to say you are the ultimate jury. And let me just tell you where we are right now. This election is in your hands at this very hour on this very day where I've gone through every point, I'm sure you could give the list yourself. You know it's at stake. You know what you know what the new green deal means. I mean, I couldn't believe Biden telling Pennsylvania's lying again, his campaign doubling down on his fracking lie while he's campaigning with the anti-fracker Lady Gaga who also mocks, you know, blue-collar workers. I'm just sitting there saying, "Really, Joe? That, that, that was a great booking. I wonder if you had a hard time booking her." Um, you know, to listen to the Biden campaign today, say, well, we, even if we lose Florida and Pennsylvania, we can still win. The difference is, is that I, I see elections with, through. I don't look through a prism that or take anything for granted. I just understand that I don't have the power, but I do understand you do. This audience, there are enough of you in this audience in the states that matter that can tip the balance of power for a generation because that's what's at stake. Higher taxes, lower taxes, all government bureaucracy, phony promises of socialism, you know, massive regulations, ending fossil fuels. You know, it'll, it will throw this country into a depression. Amnesty, open borders, packing the courts, you know, amnesty for 15 million people so we can have a, a Democratic majority in perpetuity. D.C., Puerto Rico, statehood, adding four Democratic senators, a Democratic majority in the Senate in perpetuity. It's so much at stake. Everybody in the media knows that Joe's weak, frail, cognitively challenged and struggling mightily. I mean, just yesterday was a near disaster at every stop for this guy. And we've played it. We've reminded you. We've told you the stakes are high. So let me just say that when I say that Florida, every one of your votes matters, I mean it. You have the power. But everybody has to make that choice yourself. And I will say this. I know some of you are going to sacrifice hours of your life today waiting on long lines in Florida, in Georgia, in Ohio, in North Carolina, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Minnesota even, in Iowa, in Arizona, Nevada, Maine 2nd Congressional District, Omaha in, in the Nebraska 2nd Congressional District, New Hampshire. I know that you're going to spend a lot of time, but freedom is just one generation away from extinction. And Ronald Reagan told us, and he's right. The thing I do want to remind you is that 
you know, what I said in 2016, I did a couple of things in 2016. I, I, I put my credibility on the line and I told you that Donald Trump would govern conservatively and I've been proven right. Maybe some of you don't like his style. Put the style aside on taxes, judges, regulation, borders, foreign policy, promises. You know, he's delivered on, you know, everything that he said that he would do. Coronavirus, I don't think he's got anywhere near the credit that he deserves, starting with the travel ban, the subsequent travel bans, the quarantines. You know, we're literally, you know, weeks away from the announcement of a vaccine, Operation Warp Speed of the president. And so I just urge you to think about what Joe Biden would do to this country, what their stated agenda is. Trillions on the new Green Deal, eliminating fossil fuels, the false promises of socialism, packing the courts, amnesty, D.C. statehood. You, you get the picture. We take a quick look now. One very important state is Arizona and also the battle for the U.S. Senate. Martha McSally's done a great job as senator out there. You know, the interesting thing about your state is, what, 70 percent of the people of Arizona have already voted, right? Yes, they have. But there's still so many people who can return their ballots who have an early ballot. And, Sean, thanks for having me on. I've been up since 345. I'm a little hoarse because we've been giving it our all these last few days to bring it home uh, to save our country. There's lots of long lines at the polling places, Sean, and it's five hours, everybody in Arizona who's listening, to get out there and have your voice heard. Our race will decide the Senate majority. It's not about me, Sean. It's not about me. Look, I've been a fighter for Arizona. I've got a record servant in the military 26 years and flying the ATEM warthog. I've got a record working with President Trump to cut taxes and have a strong economy and secure the border and put Amy Coney Barrett on the bench. At this moment in time, Arizonans who are listening, it's about you. It's about your future for you and your family. It's about three things I've been talking about all day at the polls. It's about opportunity, economic opportunity and saving the American dream. And the Biden policies and Mark Kelly would support it would be disastrous for you and your family. It's about safety and security, backing the men and women in blue and Border Patrol and our military, keeping our country and our communities safe and our Second Amendment rights. It's about our freedoms, our fundamental freedoms and liberties. Everything that those of us who wore the uniform were willing to die for and those who did didn't come back. It's all on the line right now, and Arizona has five more hours to make sure we send President Trump back to the White House with a strong win, that you send me back to the Senate to help save the Senate majority, and then we save the state for all the outside money coming in trying to flip our state, the state level. We got this. The enthusiasm is through the roof, Sean. I mean, I've had people, I've hundreds and hundreds of people showing up in a little town for me, for my rally, 10 times more than anybody coming to Joe Biden. And by the you way, know, your, 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 your opponent, is somebody that will be a reliable Chuck Schumer vote. Your yeah. your opponent's position on the Second Amendment is well known. By the way, didn't he have ch- ties to China? Hasn't there been issues with him? Yes. Look, the positions that he does take are are dangerous for Arizona. He's in business with Tencent, which is a Chinese company associated with the Chinese government. He went over there to recruit them to invest in a company he co-founded. He's led one of the most radical political organizations of modern times, focused on taking away our Second Amendment rights. His organization gave California an A grade for gun control and gave Arizona an F. He doesn't belong representing Arizona. 
And he helped wow. get people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib elected with $57 million raised to help. Look, this guy is the 51st vote to flip the Senate majority to enable the radical left to ram that agenda you keep talking about. People need to understand, in the first 90 days, we won't know what hit us in packing the courts and making D.C. a state and ramming through tax increases and the government takeover of health care and open borders and taking away our Second Amendment rights. Arizonans, Americans, if you're listening, it's all on the line. It's all on the line. So do everything you have to be able to get to the polls. If you're an Arizonan, you can go to myazvote.com. Find out where you need to vote. Bring your friends and family, your neighbors, your coworkers, people who you worship with. It's all up to you now. We've got some strong numbers in so far about the voter turnout here, but we got to keep it going till 7 o'clock. And if you get there by 7, you can vote even if it takes later. Go to myazvote.com. Make sure you have your voice heard. It's so important. We're right on the knife's edge here. The energy's in our favor, but now it's all up to you. Martha McSally, I agree with everything. Very important race. Uh, thank you for being with us today. I, listen, I cannot emphasize what she just said, too. If you are online, I don't care what state you're in. If you are there before the polls close, you have a right to vote. You, you get to, if, well, however long it takes, you get to vote. Don't let somebody come to the back. Oh, sorry. You, uh, no, we don't have time for you to vote now. The polls are just closed. But you've been online before the polls close. You have a legal right to vote. Take out your cell phone and film. And then I'd call the police and stay on the line. Every state, but I'm going to tell you what states really matter here. I have my firewall states for the president. Must win state. He's got to win Florida. If you haven't voted yet, please vote. He's got to win Georgia. If you haven't voted yet, please vote. He's got to win Ohio. If you haven't voted, please vote. North Carolina, closer than I would have liked, but I believe the president will carry North Carolina. If, you're not, if you haven't voted yet, please go out and vote. The same with Arizona. The same with Iowa. The same with Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, it is the president won by 44,000 votes in 2016. The president must win Pennsylvania tonight if he wants to be reelected. If you want the president to be reelected, Michigan. We need a lot of day of voting in the great state of Michigan for the president. Uh, John James is a great Senate candidate. Or Joni Ernst is up. Lindsey Graham is up. Tillis is up in North Carolina. Purdue is up in Georgia. Uh, then you've got Wisconsin. Very, very tight. 20,000 uh, vote margin in 2016. Michigan, 10,700 vote margin in 2016. That's how tight it is. So I'm looking at the reality of what's happening and what it, what it takes to actually win. And it's really in, in your hands to, to watch the, and to think of the possibility of somebody that we all know is not is is not strong enough and is and is so out of the mainstream and where he'd take this country and who would actually be influencing the country is frightening should scare all of us a lot at stake we'll get the country we deserve i've been through elections where i'm ecstatic and elections where well you don't win i don't want it to be that one because then we'll have a lot of work just preserving liberty freedom capitalism our constitution for our kids and grandkids a lot at stake here all right uh we'll check in with eric trump we'll check in with the vice president we'll check in with our pollsters all throughout the day we'll go through the varying states we're hearing about a lot of people online if you're online i know it's i know you're sacrificing 
Think of all the people that sacrificed everything for our liberties and freedoms. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, you just can't make this up. Biden was uh, with his bullhorn in Philly just now. Literally said his son, Bo, my son, was a U.S. senator. Then mixed up who his two granddaughters were. Then he mixed up that this is on top of the, this is just this within the last week. Him calling himself a grandma. Biden calling uh, Kamala's husband, Kamala's wife, uh, Biden confusing President Trump, calling him, you know, President, you know, referring to him as George instead of President Trump, screaming, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. This is all in one week. Calling Trump supporters not once but twice chumps, calling Trump supporters ugly. Then it's the. And the care, 
He's making words up. But if you got to play it, you know, fantasizing about assaulting the president, admitting the most extensive voter fraud. I have the most extensive, inclusive voter fraud of anybody. Donald Trump thinks health care is a privilege. Barack and I think it's a right for people that bad in health care. We're not only going to restore Obamacare, we're going to build on it. We're going to keep your private insurance if you like it. And you can choose a Medicare-like public option if you don't. Look, I'll do what he's unable to do. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. What is he saying? He got Mike Wallace and Chris Wallace mixed up. I mean, you just can't make it up. All right, the vice president, Eric Trump, our pollsters on the ground. Stay and vote. You got to vote. Do your part. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, glad you're with us. It's Election Day in America. You are the ultimate jury. The only way that Donald Trump gets reelected is if you do your part. We know the states that matter. We know the path to 270 electoral votes. Must win states for Donald J. Trump. For him to be reelected on every major issue that will impact this country for generations to come. Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. We know Ohio, no Republicans ever made it to the White House without winning there. Iowa, we need Arizona badly. Nevada, it's very, I, we now have the Trafalgar Group, uh, and he'll join us later. That is Robert Cahaley, and Republicans are up one in Nevada. We can win Nevada. Great backup. Pennsylvania, I, if you are online in any of these states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota even, or any of the ones I just mentioned, or New Hampshire, or Nebraska 2nd Congressional District, Omaha, or Maine 2nd Congressional District, if you're online before the polls close, you get to vote. I know for some it's a sacrifice. For some, you're going to have to wait a long time. Bring extra blankets, bring gloves, bring scarves, bring hats, whatever you need. Bring coffee, you know, but your vote's needed. You know, think of all the sacrifices, so many others. Otherwise, you've got this weak, frail, radical, cognitively, you know, challenged to be charitable, you know, run by radicals. The end of oil, gas, fossil fuels, higher taxes, more bureaucracy, amnesty. We're going to have a, the, the Supreme Court pact. You're going to have four Democratic senators, D.C., Puerto Rico, statehood. So they have a Senate majority of Democrats in perpetuity. Basically, one state, one party rule. Eric Trump is with us with the Trump Organization, uh, the son of the president. How are you, sir? Hey, Sean. How are you? That was a that was a perfect list, and it's the exact same list I would have I would have named out. And you're listen, Sean. You're 100 percent right. I mean, people know the issues at this point. They get exactly who Joe Biden is. They know exactly what my father's done for this country. What a great job he's done. You have to get out and, and vote. It's just it's just that simple. There's you know um, several hours left in in various states. The lines actually aren't even that bad anymore. Um, I've been kind of tracking them pretty uh, pretty closely. In fact, a lot of places are moving um, you know very very nicely, but. We can turn, I mean, I'll just give you an example, one of the states you just mentioned, Minnesota. We, we can absolutely turn Minnesota red. Uh, Minnesota is sick and tired of the lack of law and order. Uh, they're sick and tired of seeing what's happened to law enforcement in that state. Um, Minnesota, I, I really believe with all of my heart, is going to turn red. New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire, I really believe is going to turn red. Uh, Nevada, I, I really believe is going to turn red. And you're talking about states where the difference, 5,000 either way, could be the difference between Losing in state and winning a state. I mean, if just the people listening right now uh, who haven't voted, voted in, 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 in those three states, um, election's over, Sean. I mean, election is over. I, let me, I let me tell you the state that we know is going to be tight. We know Pennsylvania is going to be tight. And, and we have a huge audience all throughout Pennsylvania. If you haven't voted, please vote. Michigan, we know it's going to be tight. Your dad won by 10,700 votes four years ago. That's right. it. You know, we right. uh, same with Wisconsin. It's going to be tight. And the right. margins are so thin here. Everybody, that's how important everybody's vote is. 
And when you look at when you look at this, I mean, look, look at last week with the Supreme Court. I mean, that that will have a forty-year lasting effect on our nation. Uh, you know, forty years. This is our Second Amendment rights. This is religious liberty. This is. I mean, this is red, white, and blue. This is our, our Pledge of Allegiance and our national anthem and, and, and everything that we hold true in our Constitution. I mean, it, it's why this matters so much. I mean, you know, this really does have lasting lasting effects for, for, for generations. And, um, you know, I mean, we're fighting for an economy. We're fighting to have the greatest military, and we're fighting to have a winner in the White House. I mean, somebody who actually has the mentality of winning and I hope, Sean, if there's one thing that, you know, the whole nation's seen out of my father, um, again, this kind of campaign cycle, and, and hopefully out of our whole family. I don't even want to throw myself into that group, but it's how hard the man is, is willing to work for America and how hard we as a family are willing to work for, for this country. He doesn't, he doesn't need this job. He doesn't need to go out and campaign like this, and, and, but he doesn't stop. I mean, we got home last night at 4 o'clock in the morning. We, we flew back on Air Force One. Uh, to Washington D.C. I, I was. I hate to tell you, I was watching you in Grand Rapids. <laughs> of course, I was watching. We were we were on the radio at six o'clock in the morning, and we were on TV all day long. Every single one of us. I mean, we're just, you know, it's it, it's you know, well, your you whole family's been amazing. Ethic. Yeah, you your need, family's you been amazing. I, yeah. You need Sorry, somebody work ethic in the in the Oval Office. I mean, look at the leaders that we're competing against around the world. I mean, these guys have serious work ethic, and then you have Biden, who literally doesn't come out of his home for days on end. And um, I, I just, I hope, I hope my father has has demonstrated that work ethic. But I just, you know, the only thing I'm asking is, if you're in one of the states that you just listed, get out and vote. It is it is so critically important. Seventy eight thousand votes separated. Um, your separated your dad. And Hillary Clinton in three states: Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. That's I, I, I can't add to that. Uh, the urgency for all of these states. You know, it's a lot of people. Eric, um, are, I've always been Pollyannish, and they make these broad predictions. I never do. Uh, what I said about your dad in 2016 is he absolutely can win. What I'm saying today, this election day, is your dad can absolutely win re-election, frankly deserves to win re-election in my view. But for a Republican to win, you've got to run the table. It's just the reality. Running the table means Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, which is your wife Laura's home state. Um, That means the Buckeye state of Ohio. That means Iowa. That means uh, Arizona. That means Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. You got to win Pennsylvania to win. You got to win Michigan to win. You know, then you have, if, if you win either Minnesota or Wisconsin or both, okay, you'd win if you win both, but then you need a Nevada or a New Hampshire. And then you could even have a scenario, as I've gone through earlier today, you know, where you get 269, 269 if the president won Pennsylvania, for example, and lost Arizona and held the red states that he needs to hold. That could happen. Then, then those two electoral votes, one in the second district in Maine, one in the second district in Nebraska, mean so much, you know? But uh, it's the biggest choice election I see in my lifetime. I'll give you the final word. Yeah, well, everything that you say is right. And I think, you know, I think, Sean, it, it, it goes beyond that because you're right. I mean, there's, there's one thing about winning an election. There's another thing about showing the country and showing kind of this liberal, unfair media and, and, and these career politicians in Washington, D.C., that America has spoken. That's the second part. I know that's an intangible. I, I know everybody's more focused on winning. But you know what? America has to show them that, that, that America has spoken, the people of this country have spoken, and, 
and that these people have to stop the nonsense and actually get back to work. Um, and, and I really hope that's demonstrated. Um, I hope that's demonstrated by people coming out in, in, in droves like they've never seen before. And, um, you know, I, I think that will make a big statement to all these people who, you know, negative 95% coverage all the time. Um, you know, I, I just, I, America needs to make a definitive statement to the media in this country and to the radical left in this country. And that's the only way you're going to reform them. It's really the only way you're going to reform them. And I, I really believe that's going to happen tonight. I truly believe in my heart of heart that that's going to happen tonight. All right, Eric Trump will be watching closely, praying as well. Anyway, uh, we go to our pollsters. Now, they have been checking in with all of their contacts in states that matter, the ones we're listing, Matt Towery and John McLaughlin. Matt, what what, uh, Matt, what are you uh, telling us anecdotally about what you've been hearing all day? Well, I've been looking at numbers. Uh, let me go to the states that are closest to me, Georgia and Florida. Again, in Florida, our Republican share of the ballots continue to tick up. Uh, of overall ballots. Uh, what we're hearing today is that the same-day voting is heavily uh, strong among Republicans. Uh, I think Marco Rubio, as I mentioned, had tweeted out this is going to be a historic uh, day for the number of Republicans voting, and he's correct. Um, of course, that has to continue because uh, there's a target number that Republicans need to get to. It's over 200-plus thousand uh, needs to be in there advantage to assure President Trump wins. We're not there yet, uh, but we're getting there. In Georgia, interestingly enough, the uh, areas where Republicans are needed the most, counties like Pickens County uh, in Georgia and also Coweta County, I'm told those are the areas where there are lines waiting to vote. Um, Ironically, uh, Clayton County, which is very important to a Democratic win, they must have gotten all their votes in by mail because they're virtually – that is the lowest voting county uh, in the state right now. And that's one of the five populous counties that make up the Atlanta metropolitan area. So right now it's looking good in Georgia and Florida. Uh, I have to believe that these trends are occurring in these two states. They're occurring in other states. We are seeing a tremendous Republican turnout on same-day Election Day voting, and we've already seen substantial Republican turnout in both the early mail-in where available and also, obviously, the early voting. So uh, Eric Trump was saying he thinks that he may see uh, an amazing victory tonight. I I have to tell him that I think we might be on our way to that. John McLaughlin, uh, it's going to be close in the states that will make all the difference. You know, Michigan is more difficult than Pennsylvania. How's Pennsylvania looking? What are you hearing anecdotally there? Anecdotally, we're hearing that uh, places like Montgomery County and the northern parts of Montgomery County, where where we get uh, 67, 70% turnout, where it's a Trump area, it's going up. And so it's high in the right parts of the state where the president needs uh, to get his vote. And the other part is the polls in Pennsylvania don't close until 8 o'clock. And people have time to still get there. And once you're online at 8 o'clock, if you're waiting on a line, they can't, they can't tell you you can't vote. They have to let you vote. And if they don't, you call a police officer. But uh, we could take a page out of the Democrats' uh, playbook that uh, when you're online, uh, you know, even though a poll's place may close, like in Pennsylvania at, at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time, or in Florida if it closes in, in most of Florida at 7 o'clock Eastern time, or the Panhandle where it's uh, 8 o'clock because they're on Central time, uh, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time that they close, 
if you're online, they have to let you vote. And we've got long lines where we need long lines. And the Democrats are worried because in the places like uh, Miami-Dade, they don't have quite the turnout that uh, they think they were going to have. Uh, they're, having, they're having turnout issues, whether it's Detroit, whether it's Philadelphia, or whether it's Miami-Dade. So uh, our people are coming out, and we've got to keep them voting through the rest of today. So where are we looking? How do you both feel now about Pennsylvania? I know, Matt, you had the president up by two, and, John, you had the president up by just a hair also. How do you see Pennsylvania? Because if the red firewall holds and the president wins Pennsylvania, it's game over. Matt. Well, yeah, yes. That assumes, of course, Arizona, which, of course, is a I've not polled. I don't know if John's polled it, but assuming Arizona is held by the president, of course, North Carolina, then. You're looking at Pennsylvania. I feel good about Pennsylvania. I don't know about the hijinks that will go on there that everyone's been talking about that worries me because they're sitting on so many votes to count. But I have to say this, Sean. Um, if Pennsylvania goes to the president, then you have to look at these other states like Michigan, Wisconsin in particular, where the Republicans were actually up in the number of votes early on, um, and even Minnesota. Because some of these other states are going to come and play if we see that this is potentially, I don't want to, we won't know until people go to vote. But in the early trends that we see, this may truly be a red wave that the, that the traditional pundits for the media and that Nate Silvers and all these people didn't see coming once again. And if it's really a wave and if it continues through the end of voting today, then those states are going to be in play. And I would not be surprised at all if the president doesn't pick off one of those states that the media thinks he can't win, maybe even in Nevada. I don't know. But there's something out there for the president. You can't have this sort of vote developing in Georgia and Florida and other states and not see it translate. And to John's point, in Pennsylvania. You can't see this sort of turnout and not see it translate into these other states. That we, and we're not we, seeing we the turnout that Joe Biden would need in Philly? John, Absolutely not. That, John? Yeah, I'm hearing from people that have been to Philly, and they're telling me they don't have, they don't have lines in, in uh, Philadelphia. So, uh, uh, you know, because look at it. Let's, let's face it. Well, there's a reason uh, Joe Biden's on the ground there today, close to people, because he hasn't done that the whole campaign. So that tells me their, their own numbers are telling them that they're in trouble there. Absolutely. And, and, and when you think about mm-hmm. it, in, in Pennsylvania, they had 2.5 million mail-in ballots ahead of time that we know will favor Joe Biden. But last time they had 6.3 million voters out. They have 9 million registered. There are millions of Republicans and Trump voters who are going to the polling places today that we have the long lines in the counties that we, where we need. The it long sounds lines. to me, North Carolina, Arizona and Pennsylvania, if those three states come in for Trump, that Donald Trump will win. But I would but then I would look, as Matt was saying, to Nevada. I'd look to Wisconsin. I'd look to Minnesota. I wouldn't count on Michigan. It was so close the last time. Ten thousand seven hundred votes. All right, guys, thank you both. We'll be checking back in with you after the uh, exit polls come in in the next hour. I'm just going to warn you right now, I I don't even know if I will pass it on because they've been so god-awful over the years. We have Vice President Pence coming up, Robert Cahaley coming up with the uh, Trafalgar Group and much more. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Uh, we are getting some uh, exit poll data that will be coming in within the last uh, hour of this program. And uh, anything I get that's interesting, I'll pass on to you. Here's what I've been told now during this long break when I got on the phone with data people that know these counties and know the past history of voting in these counties and the pat and and this this is what i was told specifically and i'm only sharing what i hear do i have i checked it all out uh okay so this is what they said they've been looking all day for any bad news as it relates for president trump's reelection. They've been looking for, again, we go back to the states that, that we're focused on and that we that matter. Florida, North Carolina, Georgia, Ohio. Uh, then, of course, the, the president's got to run the table. We always talk about that. Iowa, Arizona, they can't find any. 
They're seeing massive increases in the counties. If you are online to vote, stay there. The vice president of the United States is with us, Mike Pence. Mr. Vice President, uh, happy Election Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he, is he a little late? Oh, he's coming a little later. Okay. Uh, we do have our pollsters, though. Uh, let's see. John McLaughlin is with us, and Matt Tower is back with us. Guys, hello. Uh, that's what I just heard anecdotally. And, by the way, that's what both of you have been telling us all day, that you're hearing as you make your calls around all these important states. Uh, John. Yes, absolutely. The, 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 the Trump voters, the president said you got to vote in person. They're coming out in person. The, the only thing between us and a victory now is the clock. Because places like Georgia, the polls close at 7 o'clock. So right. if you're in Georgia and you haven't voted yet for the president, you need to get out there and vote right now. So, uh, uh, so the and only the panhandle in Florida has got to remember, they got an extra hour. Right. They get an extra hour. And, you know, so they close at 7 o'clock Central, which is 8 o'clock Eastern time. In Pennsylvania, they close 8 o'clock Eastern time. And as long as you get there by the time it closes, if you're online, they got to let you vote. And if they don't let you vote, just call a policeman and they'll let you vote. So, uh, but right now the Democrats are worried because they have low turnout in the areas where they want it to be higher, whether it's Detroit, Miami-Dade, whether it's Philadelphia, the city, the, the city there. Uh, and they're seeing high turnout. They're seeing lines where the Trump voters need to have lines. So, uh, so if you're a Trump voter... And you really want to send them a message about how wrong the elites have been, how wrong the polls have been. Uh, just go out and vote before they uh, before they close in your state. Get out there now. Uh, I think this is key. Now, I did ask specifically uh, Matt Towery about Detroit, about Cleveland, about uh, Philly, and they are not seeing turnout numbers if we were to identify say in victory years that obama won for example they're not seeing anything near those numbers no this is i want your listeners to hear this so there is one major site right now that new people go to and it lists all these reasons why trump is running into a brick wall and one of them says mag is going to run into a brick wall in georgia and it cites the economist the Economist says, this is their model, it says there's a 58% chance that Joe Biden wins Georgia. Well, if things stay as they are and people continue to vote, there is about a 10% chance he wins Georgia because the numbers there are not materializing for them in the very areas of the state that, that, that would be necessary for a Democrat to win. Now, that means Republicans have to continue to vote through 7 o'clock in Georgia. But once they do that, or when the polls close, but once they do that, if it stays that way, that model goes away. So you're going to hear a lot of false information between now and 9, 10 o'clock, maybe even later, because there are a lot of folks out there, pollsters and media, who want you to believe that Joe Biden has won this election no matter what. But everything I've seen so far leads me to believe that the president is outperforming Joe Biden and outperforming his, his expected numbers in virtually every state I've looked at. Okay, I just got this. We already had hit 81.7% turnout Republicans have, which was the whole 2016 turnout. That was the entire total. Um, to, as a frame of reference, in 2016 at this point, there was a plus zero, a point plus zero six Republican electorate. Today, that electorate is Republican plus 1.8. The Republican Democratic advantage is now uh, 190,901. 
That's that. Uh, and again, I'm giving this to you in real time. Uh, Robert Cahaley is uh, with us with the Trafalgar Group. Uh, you've been watching all these numbers all day, and you've been watching the turnout models. What are you seeing? I like what I see in Florida, and I love what I see here in Georgia. Okay, and so that red wall that we talk about, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa, uh, Arizona, you've got to vote. you got to get out in Arizona. Um, then it's now come down to Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin. By the way, I was told by somebody just moments ago that the turnout in Republican areas of Minnesota, the highest they have ever seen, I just got told. Which, look, it's a hard state. You've been polling Minnesota, and if it wasn't for Kanye West, you'd think the president would be leading there. Done. I mean, it would be over if Kanye wasn't on the ballot. I mean, we have him as lap holes at 3.3. I don't think he'll do that. I've got a good reason to believe that he'll drop to round two. But, man, if he wasn't there, I think that would be over. Yeah. Uh, I am getting some information in, let's see, survey people... Uh, all right. No surprise here. President Trump has a path to 270 electoral votes. Uh, what we know, 100 million ballots already cast the vote mail in significantly, blah, 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 blah. Biden is winning in the early vote. By contrast, day of voting, Republicans are winning by a large, large margin. Um, the 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 results therefore in the beginning and this is what to matt's point you're going to hear on television don't draw conclusions when if you hear a biden early lead in any of the states we just mentioned including texas north carolina georgia and florida uh because that will be the early vote that that was banked by the democrats uh before the day of voting so day of voting is critical do you all agree with this point for the Republicans, for the president to have this this real opportunity at re-election, uh, Matt Towery. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this what's what's created so far has been a cr- tremendous disparity between Republican and Democrat vote. And remember, we have independents voting as well today. And, and in some states, that breaks to the president. In some states, that doesn't. So none of this is a theta complete. The Republicans have to continue to push this as hard as they can in all of these states. Because they're, they're, they're going to be, you're going to have disinformation. You're going to have questions about ballots. There are going to be a lot of issues, whether the president appears to win or not. So they need to, they need to keep pushing in order to put this thing uh, in the win column for the president. All right. So a very high level person that is, just does numbers for a living just, just wrote me. And every, both, I've asked all three of you this question every time you've been on now for the last couple of weeks. I said, will the, pre- does, will the president win Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, uh, Iowa, and Arizona? He has to win those states. What I was just told is he is on track. And again, people have to vote. Day of voting is critical for Republicans. He is on track if people go and, and those that get out of work late and get online on time and stay online and, and wait it out to win those states. And then it's really going to come down to Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota. But they're seeing in Pennsylvania and Wisconsin in particular, in counties that the president uh, carried in 2016, they're seeing a greater turnout this time 
not looking like a bigger turnout in Democratic uh, strongholds. So the president's definitely in it. Is that a fair conclusion, John McLaughlin? Absolutely. We have the momentum to win. And as I said, the key phrase of that was on track to win, which means that we still need more votes, but we're on track to win if those votes keep coming out at the rate they've been coming out. And there are Republicans, like, for example, when we're talking about Georgia, um, you know, through the 29th, you had 3.5 million votes out. Last time in 2016, there were only 4 million, well, there were 4 million, but it's going to break that today. And the question is, how much does it break that? How much does it go towards the 7.5 million registered voters in Georgia? Does it get to, does it get to 5 million? Does it go over 5 million? Do they come from Hall County? Do they come from the areas where the Republican vote and the Trump voters live? And, uh, if you're in Hall County, Georgia, get out and vote. Uh, so, uh, so we need those voters out today because we're on track and some of these polls, places georgia they closed by seven so they got to get out pennsylvania they got till eight o'clock i just got a specific note this is important for people that are going to be tuning in watching coverage tonight some states report their early vote first and i literally just got a very specific warning if if it looks too blue at the outset and you're thinking oh this night's gonna suck um it will shift red as the night proceeds in other words the early vote, Democrats push the early vote. Day of voting is, is more Republican. This is very critical. And then, by the way, and by contrast, you, you know, if you see an early vote lead for the president in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, there's not going to be a big margin. There also is for the president. Let's assume the president does come from behind and win either Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, any of those states. It, it, we likely won't know any of that tonight. Is that a fair statement, uh, Robert? Well, it will depend on it, it, whether they've counted those absentees. I mean, for example, in Pennsylvania, I think there's a very good chance that tonight he looks like he's ahead. So uh, not necessarily. We, we, may, we will be able to see that we're ahead um, in, in Pennsylvania and not necessarily as much for Michigan. But uh, I would add one warning about what you just said for North Carolina. The uh, Research Triangle and the Asheville area and Charlotte tend to count their votes very quickly, but the rural areas come in much later. So last, last time when everybody was worried that he was down eight points, I'm like, that's not enough. He's going to win. So consider rural versus urban, too, because those are much faster. So that North Carolina, which clo- the polls close at 730, you're saying that it's going to seem like Joe Biden's got a big lead. And then it's not going to and then it's going to change just like it did in 16, because when 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 the east North Carolina starts coming in, uh, you know, all that area uh, east of the research triangle, that's a that's a lot of rural area and that's a lot of strong Trump support. Same area used to elect Helms every six years. Um, This is what I'm hearing. Look, if you are in the following states, it really Pennsylvania, if you've not voted. It's probably all coming down to Pennsylvania, according to every bit of data that I'm sort of accumulating from everybody. Looks like the president will hold the states he needs to hold, but I wouldn't count on it. North Carolina is closer than we want it to be. Same with Arizona. Very important for people to stay online and vote. The same with Pennsylvania. If you haven't voted, get online. North Carolina polls close at 730. Uh, Pennsylvania closes at 8 Eastern. Arizona, 9 Eastern, I believe, if I believe, yeah, I believe it's 9 Eastern. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Robert? 
You know, I still feel good about Michigan, and we just released last night. For the first time, we saw Nevada cross into uh, Trump territory. By the way, that's true. And, uh, I forgot to mention that. That's all true. And what's interesting is that Nevada, men were outvoting women, which is very rare in almost any state this election. And and they were outvoting them in early voting. So we expect that trend to continue on Election Day. And uh, I, I think Nevada... There's a lot of these folks that work, work, work by the hour, and when Vegas is shut down, they don't get paid. And I think they're voting anti-shutdown today. I'm just warning people on the television watching, Matt Towery, that you've you got to be careful when you're watching the results coming in tonight because early voting favors uh, Biden. But estimates are today that the president is over 60 percent uh, leading same-day voting. By the way, that's why if you haven't voted in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Arizona, get out and vote. Uh, North Carolina, same thing, Matt. Yeah, let me just warn our listeners. You're going to see, again, media chicanery tonight. You're going to see analysts saying that it's over. You're going to see some early votes come in. Oh, my goodness, the president's done for. That's not going to be the case. There'll be a few states where you actually see the president ahead. Georgia may be one of them because the rural areas seem to come in sooner and the metro area comes in later. And they'll say, oh, it's going to catch up at some point. So what has to happen is this vote has to continue to develop, and you have to be willing as the viewer to hang in and ignore these people. They're going to be wrong again if this vote continues the way it is today. Last 20 seconds, John. Uh, four years ago, I was with Linda in your studio. We watched, remember, North Carolina, they called the early vote first. Same thing in Florida. So Florida, we didn't go ahead until after 8 o'clock when the panhandle came in. So with what you're saying is don't get discouraged at those early votes because that has the early vote totals and the absentees. I'm telling you Wait it's going to be vote. that way. It's not if. they're gonna. It's going to seem bad in the beginning of the night. Don't expect it to remain that way. We'll continue on the other side. I'm Vice President Pence calling in. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. It's Election Day, and, you know, everything that I said, it seems to be coming true based on all the anecdotal information we've been accumulating from all our sources all around the country. The president, uh, we expect, will win Florida. He will win Ohio, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, tighter than we like, but he'll win North Carolina. If you're still there, you get to vote till 730 in, in North Carolina. Get out and vote. Arizona, same story, and he'll win Iowa, and he's got to pick off. This is where it gets hard for any Republican any year. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, I hear there's a much higher turnout in Republican areas, even in Minnesota, and uh, Trafalgar now has the uh, president up by one in his last poll that just came out uh, late last night. The vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, is with us. How are you, sir? Sean Hannity, uh, I'm great, I'll tell you. We think we're going to have a great night. The momentum around the country is tremendous. We're hearing great turnout, but anyone in the sound of my voice, if you're if you're headed to the polls, uh, if you're in line, stay in line, get out, vote to reelect President Donald Trump for four more years. That's our message all across America, and I appreciate you having me on. You know, I mean, that is one of the keys, too. People have to understand, if they're online... And the polls close, they get to vote. And if anyone tells you otherwise, take out your cell phone, record them, and call the police. That's my advice. 
That's right. Just get out and vote. I mean, it really, you know, I said yesterday, and you wouldn't have believed this crowd last night, Sean. I mean, Grand Rapids, it was, oh, I, I joined the president I in Traverse City, Michigan. It, it, well, I stepped up on that stage, you know, about 1130 last night. President's talked about midnight, but it 40,000 people, just the incredible enthusiasm. But I said to them then, you know, the time for speeches is just about over. Now it's time for voting. Um, and um, But the enthusiasm that we saw there, that we've seen around the country, because the choice in this election is so clear. I mean, I mean, this is a president who literally, as you know better than almost anybody on the airwaves and have made it clear, this is a president who's kept every promise he made to the American people, rebuild our military, revive the economy, cut taxes, rolled back regulation, unleashed energy, appointed conservatives to the courts, supported law and order, liberties and life. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want the higher taxes, open borders, socialized medicine, a Green New Deal. They're talking about abolishing fossil fuels, packing the court. Uh, the choice could not be more clear. I think the American people know President Trump is leading the greatest economic recovery in our history already. Uh, and it's this president and four more years that's going to bring America all the way back, more stronger, more prosperous, and I believe more united than ever before. But everybody's got to get out, get out and vote to reelect President Donald Trump to the White House. The states that I'm looking at that are very, very crucial that, you know, are always hard state to win. I mean, you, the, the Democrats have this built in advantage. I always talk about, you know, when you start out with California, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, all these big states, all these electoral votes, Oregon, Washington state. It's hard uh, for any Republican. But uh, especially if you're in North Carolina, it's been it's been tight. And the president's day of voting is critical in North Carolina. It's critical in Arizona. It's critical in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin and, and Minnesota. Uh, those Rust Belt states, um, you know, by the way, it's Joe Biden as president just scares the living hell out of me for all the reasons you just mentioned. Uh, packing the courts, amnesty for 15 million people, free health care for everybody that's here illegally, uh, eliminating oil, gas, fossil fuels. Pretty scary. That re- it really is. And, 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 you know, you talk about the Rust Belt, the Rust Belt states, Sean. And, and you know, I, I grew up in one of them, Stoosier State. Uh, there was a lot of rust on it when Joe Biden was vice president. But, um, you know, they lost 200,000 manufacturing jobs. President Trump uh, came in, cut taxes, rolled back regulation, fought for American energy, free and fair trade, and knocked the rust off the rust belt. We saw 500,000 manufacturing jobs created in our first three years. And we're seeing this economy in the midst of the worst global pandemic in a century uh, come roaring back. And, you know, the thing the thing that I would say, if there's anybody driving in their car right now, headed to the polls or listening on the radio, uh, in line, you know, if you're not yet decided, you just got to ask yourself, who do you really think can bring the American economy all the way back? You know, a guy that spent 47 years in Washington, raising taxes, growing government, <clears throat> waving a white flag on international trade, or a proven job creator that's already leading the greatest economic recovery in American history. And the choice is clear. And uh, whether it's North Carolina, I know where the polls are open till 7.30 tonight or in all of the states that you mentioned, all around this country. If, if you love America, if you want to see America come all the way back, uh, we need four more years of President Donald Trump, and we need you to get out and vote today. I mean, that's what it really comes down to. I always say that the American people, they're the ultimate jury in this, and they get to decide. 
Um, and, and to be very fair to, you know, I've never seen any one administration under such unrelenting assault and so much, and a lot of it is just outright lies, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, this phony impeachment, Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, you know, the the media ignores, you know, frankly, Joe is hides in his basement the whole campaign. That was a whole campaign hiding in his basement. Now he's out there with a bullhorn in Philly today because uh, he realizes, I guess, that uh, maybe he's not getting the vote in Pennsylvania he thought he'd have. Uh, I'm told from my friends on the ground in, in Pennsylvania that it is absolutely a winnable state for you and the president. And and Pennsylvania, like North Carolina, like Arizona and these other states are crucial. It's, it's absolutely crucial. And, and But I got to tell you, the enthusiasm that's out there is just incredible. Uh, and, and I really do think, you know, four years ago when I ran with this president, it was promises made. Uh, now it it's, it's promises kept. People see that this president has fought every day against that hailstorm of resistance by the Democrats in Washington. Uh, like I never saw, you know, I, I spent 12 years in Congress, Sean. We, you know, we've known each other since those days. I, I, I never saw the Democratic Party throw the kind of opposition and resistance and obstruction and attacks uh, at, at, uh, at a Republican president like they've done with this president, and of course, all the Democrats' allies in the national media with unrelenting attacks. But as I said to these crowds out on the campaign trail, you know, in all four years against that opposition, resistance, and and the avalanche of attacks in the mainstream media, uh, there's not been a day gone by that I haven't seen President Trump get up and fight to keep the promises that he made to the people of this country. But today, it's our turn to fight for him. Uh, and that's why I've been telling people, you know, grab a family member, grab a neighbor, grab a coworker, head to the polls, vote to reelect President Trump for four more years. Did you ever think that in America, because Democrats, I always argued, held, you know, hid their real agenda. But now they're actually expressing it. And you're, they're, they're literally expressing eliminating oil and gas and the entire energy right. sector, spending trillions on this new Green Deal promising things that that they're incapable of ever fulfilling you know free education free guaranteed job wages vacation healthy food retirement health care they did so great with obamacare and and i guess maybe the appeal of socialism to some is is real i i have a hard time because it's so fundamentally um it, 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 it is the antithesis of everything that has made this country the greatest country God gave man. And I, it is a prescription to me for economic disaster. Sean, I really do believe that part of, part of the enthusiasm you see across the country is because uh, thanks to you and, and people like you uh, all across this country on the airwaves of talk radio and and elsewhere, I, I think the American people understand uh, the, the choice in this election has never been clear. The stakes, though, have never been higher. I mean, it's, it really is a choice whether we're going to reelect President Donald Trump and we're going to and we're going to chart a course for our children and grandchildren in this country built on our, our highest ideals of, of faith and family and patriotism and freedom and all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution, or whether we're going to let Joe Biden and the Democratic Party uh, literally uh, be overtaken by the radical left and, and topple our American heritage of, of liberty and freedom uh, into an inevitable path to socialism. 
an American decline. And I, I think the American people understand those are the stakes. And anyone in the sound of my voice that, that, that feels the same way, that sees that choice this clearly, we need, you to, we need you to get in the car. We need you to stay in the line. We need you to vote to reelect President Donald Trump for four more years. Mr. Vice President, you're always generous with your time, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll be watching closely tonight. There's a lot hanging in the balance for this great country of ours, and uh, uh, praying for uh, the, the, I think, the victory you guys have earned. I don't know why anybody would want the job you guys have, but, you know, thank God you're doing it because it's, uh, you know, we've had four successful, amazing years, actually, under the most difficult circumstances. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence, thank you. No, just, thank you, Sean. It's going to be a great night. Thanks for having me on. All right, sir. Thank you. Let me just say the following. This race, based on every bit of anecdotal evidence I'm accumulating, if, if I could just show you how many you know text messages and, and um, are flying in every second, this is what I've been able to pick up about where we are. Everything that I had said coming into this race is exactly how this is unfolding for the president to win re-election it is exactly the the questions linda how many times did i say this florida georgia ohio north carolina iowa and arizona that the that is the that these are the must-win states of the president the president a couple of those states based on anecdotal evidence it's very tight, North Carolina being one, but the president has a slight lead, and Arizona being another, but the president has a slight lead. If you're in those states, please get out and vote. If you're in the panhandle, please get out and vote. Georgia, you still have plenty of time. Go out and vote. Uh, then it comes down to, and this is where it's so hard for any Republican to win the presidency, which we've gone over in detail, just the way the map is. And then the president, if you're in Pennsylvania, remember, the president won in 2016 by 44,000 votes. If you're not online yet, go get in line before the polls close and stay there. And you think, okay, well, is is American capitalism, lower taxes, energy independence, peace, is it worth it? It's amazing to me is the institutional forces that have aligned against one one administration, one president of the people as this one. Uh, the fact that, you know, you have this cognitively challenged, but yet media protected, big tech protected, um, Democratic Party protected, Republican rhino establishment protected, Joe Biden, weak, frail, I mean, and led by the socialist radicals in his party. It then comes to Pennsylvania, then the Rust Belt states, Michigan, Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota, if that ever becomes in play. Looks like Nevada is in play, which is a, a, a group which would be very critical if the president were, say, not to win Michigan or, or Pennsylvania, which I do hope he wins. And it is uh, it, it looks like it is playing out exactly the way it did in 2016. In 2016, the president won Michigan by 10,700 votes. That's not a lot of votes when you consider all the votes cast. It looks like the president, you know, it, it's close in Wisconsin, where the president won by what, 22,000 votes. It looks like it's close in Pennsylvania. Um, there are enough people 
in all of these states that I'm mentioning that if you haven't voted yet and you care about your future and your country and your kids uh, and you, you want American America to be that that bastion of capitalism, freedom and innovation, invention, you know, the wealth producing, you know, country of the world, you know what you have to do. And in the end of the day, we will get the government we deserve. We will, you know, and the issues that will battle the power grab. I've never heard such radicalism packing the courts, ending the filibuster amnesty for 15 million people. Sure, they want give something of great value in the hopes that people will vote for their party generationally, taking adding an additional four Senate seats. All of that they'll do, including raising taxes. They'll destroy manufacturing. They'll destroy the energy sector. No matter what Joe Biden said, he lied to Pennsylvania repeatedly. Be sad to see if that lie is 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 believed by too many people. It's amazing how many jobs and, and how many lives will be impacted by this. Anyway, it's really in your hands. Uh, one last warning, admonition. Remember, the early vote is going to come in first, and it will scare you when you're watching television tonight. That is normal. Just, just you, you're going to have to trust me on this. Things will level out as the night goes on, especially in states that report their early voting first. That is normal. That is natural. That happened in 2016. People forget. People were traumatized. And then all of a sudden things start turning around, uh, which I hope happens again tonight. But we'll have full, complete coverage, and we may not know. I mean, if the president holds the red wall that I have I have been discussing every day, and then it comes down to Pennsylvania, we may not know until Friday, if you can believe it. How many more days is this going to go on, right? If you haven't voted, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Carolina, Arizona, get and vote. We'll have full coverage tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Pray for the great country that we love. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.